0: RTT number seventy-two.
1: Here we Here go. We are. are you? You go. said seventy-two, and I paused. I was like, "Is it seventy-two?
0: We did seventy-one last week." Wow. You know what? I think that's. I think, that, I think that's right. <laughs> I think it's right. <laughs> I think it's right. I don't know. I think it's right. Uh, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. For whatever reason. I don't, there's not a lot of other podcasts that announce the number of the podcast as we're going through, but I, for some reason, I don't know. I think it's important. I well, think we started it. We, still, we started you
1: know, it. If once we said number one and number two, there was a right. That it. are stuck with it.
0: it. Yeah,
1: uh, wherever you know.
0: Our number eleven thousand four
1: hundred and ninety-seven. <laughs> I was going to say, how old is that? How old
0: does that make us? Eleven thousand. <laughs> Pretty old. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. So um talking about Jesus. There you go. And uh we're gonna talk about uh his baptism. Uh and I thought about like so for us, uh I think Americans in general, uh, you know, evangelicals in some sense, uh Christians, we're not very even though Christians might be more sort of ceremonial than other americans but Mm -hmm. i don't think we're very ceremonial that we don't um i don't know markers liturgies ceremony um you know we don't do this uh a lot in some or we we don't we do it but we don't we don't place as much importance perhaps on uh perhaps uh or like for weddings it has an outsized importance in terms of the f- outward form of the ceremony and the recording of it and the experience of it and the food and the thing and the thing, but the actual, <laughs> what seems to get lost in all that is the actual wedding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ceremony itself. It's almost secondary. Well, case uh, in
1: point, people want like 15 minute weddings now. Yeah. Right? 20 minute. weddings. Right. We don't want a song. We don't, it's like, Hey, get it done.
0: Yeah. Cause we got to get to the, Reception. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like whatever I mean, it's that's like what thing money the money goes to the reception and yeah and all that stuff. So um but I think so, like why why is it important for uh, you know, beyond just looking at the pictures, what's the importance of a marriage ceremony or a memorial service? There's people who don't I think it used to be the case that everybody had a funeral. Um, and I don't, I think that it's less and less true. Uh, and, uh, and then baptism is another, another one where, uh, somebody might be a Christian and, and had, have not been baptized, uh, depending on what their background was, they weren't baptized as an infant, they come to Christ and it's like, well, I'm a Christian. I don't need to get baptized to be a Christian. Um, and so what's, what's the point? It seems like, the liturgy, the practice of it, like what's the point if it doesn't actually, you know, have some utility that I can yeah. define or point to or whatever.
1: I think, I think that's a good question. Go ahead.
0: Well, I just think that's, that's a question. I, do, I, I, think, I think people ask that question without asking it sort of or they, they assume yeah. I don't really need to do that because I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't need to do that to live the life I'm living. Right. So I'll just skip it.
1: Yeah, especially in evangelical circles, it almost feels not just kind of like an absence of ceremony, but anti ceremony.
0: Oh, like, yeah, that's another. That's right. That's a good point.
1: Why? I don't need to do anything because this is a matter of kind of personal, private uh, matter of the heart. And yeah. so all of those external things, they don't they don't do anything that don't mean anything. Uh, it just seems for me like I, a, I wonder how how much is our faith actually um, being impacted in a negative way? Because we haven't really had moments that we've marked with liturgies and ceremony. And I don't tend to get that from the Bible. The Bible seems to to see ceremony as a good thing, as an important thing and, and religious markers as a as this is a normal thing for people in the life of faith. I think it's us in kind of uh Western evangelicalism has said that doesn't matter. We, it's almost like we want to be really careful that we don't do empty ceremony. So we're not going to do any right. ceremony.
0: Yeah. I do think that's a big part of it is that it's the, you know, we're, we're sort of the cultural, you know, background is sort of utilitarian. Like if I can't see the utility of it, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to do it. And, there's a reaction against empty ceremony. uh, Mm -hmm. That yeah, there has been empty ceremony, there can be empty ceremony. uh, But the empty is the bad word there, not the ceremony, and we tend to throw out the ceremony with the empty, uh, as it were. Uh, And there is also I think what you said is true that I hadn't really thought of is we tend to think of our faith as our own, Mm -hmm. like a like a private uh, interior to me, my business deal. And so some sort of public ceremony seems um, not, it's like, it's almost like we think it's not really somebody else's business. Yeah. In a way. Is well, that I think, right?
1: I think we do think that. and And even if you think about how we teach people, it's, To become a christian it's a matter of you you know inviting or accepting jesus into your heart not a matter of public profession of faith which romans 10 would say it's a it's a matter of public confession that's right it's a making yeah
0: yeah and so i think we can be right about the first and wrong about the second like it is a you do have to you do have to have your own heart has to turn but it's also a turning to a community adjoining of a community adjoining of being adopted into a family and it's there is some sort of necessity to uh, declare that publicly to identify publicly uh, part of that is attending church services with other believers um, part of that is baptism mm-hmm. um, and uh, i do think that we the the danger in having a faith that's entirely interior and as my own business or whatever, then I can judge whether I, is it important for me to go to church? It's entirely my decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I would might sit on my couch and watch church and that might be all I do forever. Now I might never attend in person again, because now that I've not done that and I watch on TV, I kind of like it. <clears throat> it's the experience is more, i don't know pleasant or easy or whatever yeah. and it's like i have no obligation beyond myself uh and i think that's a pretty american pretty you know pretty twenty twenty first 21st century american way of thinking uh that it's up to me and i'm on my own and everything is optional and i don't you're, you know the, you're right the bible doesn't present it that way at all first of all it's filled with ceremonial markers i mean I'll, the whole Old Testament, right? All the feasts and everything was to mark this, to remember that, to remember, you know, God's saving you out of Egypt and so on. Um, and then there's this communal obligation of to serve, to give, to identify with, to pray for. These are all things that we're called to when we become Christian. And I just, I think we just skip over that part. And, and baptism can be one of those
1: things. I well. think baptism is a huge part of that you know, um, theological term, the the sacraments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what What is it? Is it the sacraments of the yep. New Testament believers? Yep. Baptism, yep. Lord's Supper. Right. These are public things. Yes. You know, and, yeah, and I they're... think Jesus seemed to think, let's just pause our assumption for a moment. Let's say our assumption is, well, they don't really do anything, but there's something that we need to do. Let's just pause that and Mm -hmm, say mm -hmm. what if there's some evidence in the new testament that they might actually do something like romans six paul seems to think water baptism does something Mm -hmm. peter seems to think there's some type of cleansing going on in baptism Mm -hmm. you know not to get ahead of the game but Mm -hmm. c.s lewis talked about what does communion do like let's just assume let's pause for a second let's say oh it doesn't do anything well maybe it does something
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, when we say, and this might be cynical, um, I think sometimes when we say it doesn't do anything, what we really mean is it doesn't get me anymore into heaven. Like I'm Mm -hmm. already all the way into heaven. Mm -hmm. So why do I need to do this other stuff? Uh, And it it goes beyond uh, baptism and the Lord's Supper it probably goes to serving and giving and praying for my believer and forgiving and all of that stuff. And I just, you know, the whole tenor of the new Testament is that, you know, we're on a mission together, that we are spiritually dependent. We're dependent on one another, that we need the church, uh, that it's a place to serve. It's a place to die to self and be brought to life and so on and so on. And in that, if our Lord says, here's what you should do, you should practice the Lord's Supper, you should be baptized publicly, then probably we should assume, just based on that evidence alone, that it is doing something spiritual for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At minimum, the absence of it is doing something spiritual. In the I think that's a great direction. point, that's a great point. Right? Yeah. That we're missing out on something. Uh, And I think partly we just need to question the assumption that everything's optional. Everything's up for grabs. I'm in the club. So at this point, it's just up to me. And if you can convince me, it's good for me to serve or whatever, then I'll do it. When, you know, that's not at all what Jesus says about being a believer or Paul or Peter or John or Luke or anybody uh, in the Bible. So Uh, and it's almost as if to kind of underline that point, Jesus gets baptized because if anybody didn't need to be baptized in a sort of utilitarian sense, Jesus didn't need to be baptized. Right, right, right. Right. So John the Baptist is come and he's baptizing as a symbol for the repentance of sins. So people are going there. For a spiritual rebirth to demonstrate a spiritual rebirth. And, you know, he's out in the wilderness and he's baptizing people. And it's sort of a, you know, I don't know, revival, if that's the right word, or, you know, sort of some sort of a spiritual awakening. Uh, and Jesus then goes to be baptized. And this is sort of the you know, the beginning of his of his ministry. And so let me just, it's Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Jesus doing um what we're supposed to do in a sense you know it's he's he's being a model for us we've talked about that like you have to be careful about what mm-hmm. you know what we follow in terms of his model I mean here's you know um but it's also unique right it's something you know it's not he's not marking like someone else would mark a spiritual rebirth or a repentance like this is the beginning of this is the identification public identification. It's a public declaration, not that Jesus believes in God, but right. that Jesus is the Son of God.
1: Yeah, we're we're our baptism is different than his baptism in that sense.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, that that's <laughs> that's not. That's not going to happen at your Baptist. Sorry, (laughs) I I I felt the bird. The bird came down and landed on my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, and again, it's one of some of these. A lot of you know, there's a bit of mystery in some things that Jesus says or does. And so, what does it mean? Is it proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness? I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. you know what that means it doesn't John maybe isn't entirely sure what that means but he distrusts this is he believes this is the Messiah the Son of God and when he says that he goes okay I I mean I'd get it but all right we'll do this Um, and then God uses that marker as uh, a a beginning of a public ministry Um, And again, it's maybe doesn't, he doesn't need that to begin a public ministry. I I suppose he could have just begun, Uh, but it's important for him to do this. It's recorded in the gospels and uh, it maybe tells us something about markers and about ceremony and about, I don't know, public declaration or something.
1: Well, even putting it on um, a non-religious term, and, and I'm not saying this is what Jesus is doing, but you know, the the passage of initiation, the rites of initiation that certain cultures have and certain cultures had in the past of, this is when the boy becomes a man and these things happen and these things change. And now there's this responsibility and expectation. It's this clear marker to the public of something's going to be different. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that that's uh, what's going on here with Jesus, but there is a clear marker here. Yeah, right. Of, I went into the wilderness. I passed the test of the wilderness like Israel did not. I'm also going to fulfill uh, proper baptism. And, and it's almost since a new, a reliving, a recapitulation of the story of the people got Old Testament, but Jesus is going to fulfill that righteousness. I think you're right. It means a lot more than that, but I think that's at play here that Jesus is, is showing, you know, Israel was also called God's son. And so Jesus is showing what ultimate faithfulness looks like. And it's a new initiation of his public, you know, ministry. This is demarcating a new stage of the story.
0: Yeah. So if we carry that forward to or carry it to us, that if Jesus did this in in order to demonstrate uh, righteousness to us, then if that's all we know about it, then we should be baptized Mm -hmm. because in, in, in order to follow Jesus example of he did this, he didn't need to do it. We do. He did this to demonstrate righteousness to us. Uh, so we should do it. And, uh, it maybe marks a new beginning or a new phase or something of our own Christian, Christian life, uh, Christian existence. Um, it does something spiritual for us. And I think it can be a beginning in some way. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I, one of the stories that came to mind was uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with the story of Saul. And, mm-hmm. in, 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 you know, first and second Samuel, Saul and David and, and uh, Samuel, the whole, that whole f- story. And in particular, Saul is anointed king uh, you know it's a strange story. He's out looking for the cows, I think can't you know whatever, and he you know it was, it, you know the servant says, "Hey, we need to go back. uh you know, they're gonna start worried about us instead of the cows and uh well, I hear the prophet is in the next town. let's go ask him, so they go, and Samuel's there, and basically God says, Okay, this is the next king, and <clears throat> just out of the blue, Saul is anointed king and <clears throat> he goes home hey what happened How eh, much you know didn't, didn't, <laughs> much happened, didn't find the cows uh you know the cows had come back long ago it turned out uh and then there was the ceremony of picking the king <clears throat> where they went like tribe by tribe and clan by clan and family by family and they're getting down closer and closer and saul knows it's him and he's hiding <laughs> And then they get him and they say, okay, yeah, you're king. So now he's publicly king. Mm. And then he goes back to the field the next day and wow. starts starts plowing, right? Like he's, he's not stepping into this thing, uh, it, it, this thing that he's called to. His mission is whatever. Uh, and so in a sense, the ceremony didn't have meaning because he didn't then step into something. And I think there's something for us there as well. where i mean you can have a nice wedding ceremony and not have you know not step into what it means to have a good marriage um you know you can be baptized and do everything right and then just sort of fade into your old life with sort of a little bit of religion right you know around the edges you know like a you know the way i describe it is some people want you know their jesus They want the jesus dressing but they want it on the side Mm -hmm. in a little cup they don't want it all over everything right you know uh and i think part of what these ceremonies do is they make it in a sense harder to do that like we've declared ourselves okay now we're in Mm -hmm. uh and it's not up to us and uh, whatever so i don't i don't know if that makes any sense yeah you know to you if that resonates in any way
1: well that to me that's again to your point in the very beginning like empty ceremony Okay. Empty is the bad word. So God's not opposed to the ceremony. It's the hypocrisy that he calls us out on. And that's, that is the challenge. It's being baptized physically, but not having our hearts circumcised, mm-hmm. be baptized, right? It says mm-hmm. it's it's that outward display where the inward affections and motives of our heart aren't submitted to Jesus. That's the hypocrisy that God calls us out on. It's not yeah. the ceremony's fault. It's that we haven't embraced what the cere- the implications of the ceremony from the heart. To me that's mm. that's the real issue. Like Saul didn't embrace the reality of being anointed king. It wasn't that he was anointed king that was the problem. Right. It's it's the the issue of he didn't embrace those implications of the ceremony. So I yeah. I even think that that puts a little more weight on what we're talking about for the ceremony because we need to recognize the implications of, the, of that ceremony. What is it intended to mean in our heart for us?
0: Right, and that's, I think, instead of having a nice experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I do feel like sometimes I, I worry about parents wanting their kids to be baptized when they're like too young to really grasp and embrace. You know, have to be, I don't know, There's. I don't think there's an age because I think it's different ages for different children. They have to be able to grasp, you know, what's happening. Um, but then I think even for adults, it can be, <clears throat> here's this thing I'm supposed to do. And it's sort of like a a good spiritual thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like an additive, like it's a positive. Yeah. Uh, instead of, okay, it symbolizes death and, and you know, new life. Yeah. Like it symbolizes this. Right. The, you know, the old me dying and a new me, spiritual me that is part of this community that is, you know, submitted to God's will, that is following. Like, that's what it symbolized, symbolizes. It's not me, like, getting more spirituality added. Mm -hmm. That's almost like, that's our default mode is. If it feels like it does anything for us, it's like it's, you know, it's like a little spiritual bonus or a little like spiritual. Like
1: it's like it's like a quiet time times ten. Like oh, it's like a quiet time times ten. Amped up,
0: right? It's like the same, right? Uh, instead of no, this is a, this is marking or celebrating something or observing some deep reality that's happened, and our life should be different. And the ceremony is part of that, but it's marking why that thing should be different. Um, yeah. And so you know the ceremony of uh, making Saul king should change things because now he's king, and you know you you shouldn't just go back to your life. Um, and I think that's for us. Like, and now we're we're baptized. We shouldn't just go back, uh, you yeah. know, to our life. And so that's I think part of maybe maybe one of the reasons we're a little hesitant to do it because it's it's this big, huge, fat commitment. Maybe or could mm-hmm. be or should be yeah, you're getting married in public, yeah.
1: so yeah, yeah, to me that's that's uh, part of the public aspect of baptism is, and let me just say this this is this is another thing. yeah, there's a weight to it now because I am making a public declaration of I'm a Christian, but what I think we haven't maybe taught well in evangelicalism is that public declaration is also, made from the community to the individual. Right. Let's talk Uh, about that a little bit more. Yeah. So when someone is baptized, the community, uh, I've I've been in in several different denominational settings, and in some of them, the community has statements of faith that they make out loud to that individual that we're going to help encourage you in your faith, pray for in your faith, hold you accountable in your faith. And that's another layer that really helps establish this is a communal affair and we're all accountable because this person professed this is what has changed in their life and who they're going to be and we all get to to help in that process
0: Mm. yeah that's good i think because that's if we look at baptism as the marking of the beginning of a christian life we can tend to look at that as an entirely individualistic affair. And, and of course the Bible doesn't. And so if the Bible doesn't, then it is me joining a family or, you know, me, it, it's the marker or the ceremony or the celebration of me joining a family, me joining a community, me being a part of something bigger. So yes, it makes perfect sense that the community, that the family should have something to say mm-hmm. and to participate in that uh, as well. That, in other words, the other people there aren't just for me. The other people there are for them mm-hmm. and me. That gets mm-hmm. a right. Yeah, absolutely. We're all in this together. High School Musical, mm-hmm. right? Spiritual song. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what we should sing it. Play it at baptism. The baptism. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> right, right. Just um, a side note, a bit of a tangent. Are you guys doing baptisms during COVID? How is this working?
0: We are. So this. This, uh, this weekend, uh, they're talking about this passage. And so they're going to, we're going to ask if anybody's interested in being baptized, we're going to, we're going to try to make it work. I mean, basically people have to be willing. Mm-hmm. I think we just put a little chlorine in the water mm-hmm. <clears throat> and <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to try it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't, at some point, I don't know how long you wait. Right. Right. I just think, you know, you know, that, yeah, it's not perfect, but we're going to try to gather together and we're going to be, you know, social distance with mask and so on. You know, it's not perfect, but we're going to try to baptize people because, because it's important to do. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to try it. Cool. You know, I don't know how many people are going to be up for it, uh, but yeah we're gonna try it so i don't know what what do you guys do yeah
1: that? uh we talked about that last week i think there's gonna we're gonna set a time october maybe maybe no maybe november but i think october and schedule it and just kind of how do we do as safe as possible you know mm-hmm. uh, mm. so and, and in this denomination um Methodist similar to presbyterian and a few other nominations they do uh, sprinkle babies but they also baptize adults and so that that's just going to be the conversation of how do they do that safely and um what will that mean so
0: probably less of an issue for the babies i think so of, right yeah uh yeah and, and it's you, you guys do sprinkle right mm-hmm. for both yeah yep. i mean i don't think there's a i don't think there's much of a health issue to be honest so um you know, as long as you're not sharing the same air for a long period of time, you're probably fine. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's any iss- any evidence of people catching it in water. So we put a little chlorine in there and, yeah. you know, I don't know. Okay. So as we're sort of, uh, winding, uh, down towards the end here, um, I kind of wanted to, you know, we've talked about maybe the need for ceremony need for the beginning need for marker, uh and i think partly because we can kind of get into the sameness the 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 routine the mode the flattening of things perhaps Mm -hmm. um uh and you know maybe so i'm i'm wondering about the pandemic and how that's changed everything and how that's generally been a bad thing in a lot of ways uh of course there's been a lot of death and suffering but for people you know, for us who have not been sick, uh, it's upended economy and routines and school and everything's different. And I wonder if there's some something in there that maybe we need from time to time or something at least we could take advantage of uh, that seems to me somehow to relate to marking or um, that maybe the reflex to kind of get back to normal as fast as possible, you know, maybe we should sort of pause and like, what is God doing here? Mm -hmm. And why, you know, how can this move things forward for me spiritually? How can this provide an an opening that I wouldn't have had? Or I I don't know. I'm kind of rambling because I don't exactly know what I mean, but it feels like there might be some sort of a, all of a sudden, boom, we have this, event that changes everything it seems like we ought to somehow respond to that spiritually in a way that feels like a new beginning -beginning, Mm -hmm. rebeginning, reevaluation reassessment i don't know what do you think
1: yeah i think that's a good point um we kind of were all thrust into a different analogy thrust into a different chapter so how do we mark that moment of uh oh this is a baptism by fire we didn't ask for it but it happened and what what's going to be different in this chapter? What could be different for me? Let's mark this moment and use it to really ask questions that we haven't asked before.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you're talking, I'm trying. I think it's, it's sort of making the connection for me that I didn't make before. That there's some intentionality or purposefulness that we're maybe being called to, that we're probably always being called to in some way, but at times we need a reminder, a ceremony. We need the sacrament of the Lord's Supper to recenter us, to provide a place to look back and look forward and re-ask the question, what is God doing in my life? And what should I be doing? And what does living a mission look like? And so on. And if we never have any of those, I just think we tend to drift off course. So we tend Mm -hmm. to forget, right? Uh, And maybe that's you know, that's how we can sort of think of. This is definitely, you know, we certain, you know, we certainly hit some turbulence in our in our life, and it can be an opportunity to reevaluate, to re-begin, to renew, uh, to reassess, uh, and to you know recommit. Um, and that's probably how. That's a productive way, maybe. To look at it. I'm not necessarily saying that's why God is doing this, but I do think it provides an opportunity for us to do that if we're willing to step into it. Uh, And in that case, it's not necessarily, you know, it's like we've talked about before. It can be a bad thing, but it can be redeemed in us by us using it to move us forward spiritually. So, well, let's leave it there. Uh, That sounded a semi-profound (laughs) note Uh, we'll leave us there and you know uh, apply as you see fit in other words you know take a look reevaluate reassess maybe have a new beginning uh, and spiritually and uh, begin to live on purpose and on mission in a new and fresh way Uh, grace and peace thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks a Calvary Church media productions podcast be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts